Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Well, hello there and welcome to another Food and Wine podcast with me, Marie Robinson. Now, today we're talking wine again, but this time with one of the world's top sommeliers. Now, originally from France, but now living in Ireland, my guest today specializes in wine education and is an international wine judge and also hosts tutorials and tastings online, which is something I'm very keen to know a little more about. Now, to top it all, my top sommelier guest today is a woman, Julie Dupuis. Julie, thank you so much for joining me and you're very welcome. Thank you, Mairead. Lovely to meet you and thank you for having me. Not at all. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Is it Dupuis? It is indeed, yes. Yes, oh, good. very well done. <laughs> My Francais is not too bad, so. <laughs> no, okay. you're doing very well. <laughs> Okay, well, listen, there's so much, you have so many strings to your bow. It's so impressive that you, I believe, came third in the world at international sommelier competitions and the best in Ireland, first in Ireland. And you have so many strings to your bow. You're the, or you have been the Deputy Secretary General of the International Sommelier Association. So huge international kudos. So I guess the first question is to ask what it's like as a woman being in a world like that. Are you surrounded by men all the time when you're judging wine? Do you know what? A few years ago, I might have said, yes, there certainly was quite a lot of, of men involved. Uh, but I think things are changing quite a lot. And I would say nowadays it's very often 50-50 uh, in terms of percentage when it comes to you know, judging. Competition not. Uh, there are very few women involved in competition still, unfortunately. But when it comes to wine judging, you're very um, often surrounded by not only sommelier, but also master of wines and journalists. So I think uh, the gender uh, spread is, you know, is, is slightly different than purely in the sommelier world. So there are a lot of women working in this industry at the moment and more and more every year. Well, that's great. That's very interesting. It's like winemakers, for example. Like I used to find whenever I visited wineries, anywhere in the world, the winemaker would always be a man. And now I find more and more women, especially in the new world, in places like Chile, there are more female winemakers. So that's good. That's good to know. It's spreading out a little bit. So tell me, I know, I know you grew up in France. Tell me about growing up in France and how your interest in wine started. And let's take it from there. Yes. Yeah, so I grew up in the southwest of France uh, in a region called the Lot-et-Garonne. So the main city would be Agen, which is spelled A-G-E-N, which is the capital for prunes uh, in France. Um, if you go to your local shop and you see prunes, they might come from Agen. So I, I grew up in a family that wasn't from the wine industry, at least not the generation of my parents um, and not really my grandparents. They did produce a little bit of wine for their personal consumption because they were farmers. Uh, they were mainly growing fruits and vegetables. Uh, but the generation that really was making wine in my family was actually my grand-grandparents on my dad's side. I remember harvesting as a very young age. Uh, I had great memories of it. But unfortunately, I never had the chance to taste any of the wines they produced. And they, you know, they don't exist anymore. So that's not something I had. I will have a chance to ever taste. So I suppose... Um, my parents are teachers, both of them, or were teachers and that retired. A lot of nurses and teachers in my families. Uh, so I'm a little bit of, you know, the odd one in the family on, on that sense that I decided to take a very different path. Um, 
originally very interested by perfume. I think that's where... Perfume. That's interesting. Yes, perfume. From a very young age, I always have uh, been focused on the smell of things. Yes. So making my own perfume, trying to uh, extract aromas out of, I don't know, fruit peels, flowers, herbs, spices, uh, from a really young age. And one of the best gifts I've ever received, I was probably, I don't know, 12 years old, was actually a small set of um, different perfumes to blend and make your own perfume. And that's uh, one of the, you know, the first gift I actually remember uh, receiving from my parents. And from perfume, I, I moved on to tasting. I was very lucky that uh, cooking was a big part um, of the, the culture at home. Cooking and sitting around the table for hours, you know, with family, other family members, with, with friends or so on. And I have one of my uh, grandmothers who, in the house I used to live in, uh, she was having like a, the wallpaper was like a notebook with lots of lines on it. And every time she made a recipe and she liked it, she actually wrote down the recipe on the walls. So the kitchen, the that's fabulous. Yes. <laughs> so the kitchen wall were covered in recipes and you had to taste everything. You couldn't say you didn't like something until you had tasted it and you genuinely didn't like it. So I was really given, I think, a, a broad palette of, of tastes and flavors during my childhood as well. So it linked to, I suppose, wine. So the smell and the taste, the flavors. And then I ended up deciding, okay, you know what? I'm so interested by wine. I had a chance to taste wines time to time when I was younger, not drink it, taste it. Uh, and then when I was 16, um, I had this moment where my grandfather opened a bottle of wine from my year of birth. Um, now, I have to admit, I didn't like the wine. I couldn't understand anything. It was probably one of the first times I tasted red wine. I probably thought it was more disgusting than anything else. But I was really intrigued by it. And I decided to look into uh, the professions linked to the, the wine industry. And I came home a few months later. I told my parents I want to be a somebody which obviously was <laughs> not even something I think they know what, what it was at the time, but that's yes. where the, at 16 I decided, okay, that's what I want to do. But it's, it's very interesting to make that choice at such a young age. So you veered towards wine as opposed to food. Yes, I enjoy cooking now, but I don't think I would enjoy it in a professional environment. I like cooking out of you know, instinct as like, I open the fridge, see what there is. Oh, I choose a recipe that I'm going to, to make at the, at the weekend, but I like just, you know, putting together things and I really enjoy cooking. I cook every day, but very simple food. I'm, I'm like very homely food. Uh, but I don't think uh, working in a kitchen environment would be my, my thing. Sure. I have loads of respect, you know, massive respect for chefs. I worked in the restaurant industry for 10 years, always on the floor, not uh, in the kitchen side of things. Massive respect for chefs, but I think it's a totally different um, profession and I, I had no calling for that. So that I was more on the, on the beverage thing. <laughs> um, so I'm just wondering what, uh, what brought you to Ireland then? I know you travel all over the world and I know you have a, a, a lot of, uh, you do a lot of work all over the world internationally. But I'm just wondering what brought you to Ireland, why you settled here, because Ireland is your home now. It is indeed. I've been here for over 17 years. Um, I moved in Ireland in 2004. And the reason I moved uh, to Ireland was because I wanted to improve my English. And why Ireland? It's a funny story. 
I, as a student, I went to London for a week when I was about 15, 16, probably 15. And I had a terrible experience. <laughs> a terrible experience. So, yes. It was an exchange where you stayed in, you know, someone ha- someone's house. And yes. I mean, I really didn't enjoy the experience. Um, I really didn't enjoy the food. I mean, the whole the whole thing was really. I came home after a week thinking, oh, I'll never go back to England. And I always, you know, I I go to London very often, and I really enjoy it now. But when I finished my studies, and I thought, okay, if you want to, you know, to improve and you want to see the world and learn about all the wines and French wines, you're going to have to speak English. I had studied English in school, but obviously it wasn't conversation. It was not, you know, conversational or I could read. I could speak but I couldn't understand most of the time so I decided okay England is not an option I don't want to go very far I don't want to travel outside of Europe at least not for now so Ireland uh, was kind of the the place of choice I had a stepbrother already working in Ireland uh, who loved it so I I decided to to start looking for a job in, in in Ireland it's interesting because a lot of people say that um, a lot of people come to Ireland to learn English as opposed to going to England to learn English, which I find interesting because we have such diverse accents in uh, around the country and such such a unique way of speaking. But somehow, for some reason, we get students every year from all around Europe, mainly who want to learn English and they come to Ireland to do so. So that's kind of interesting. I think Ireland has a really great reputation. Uh, when it comes to hospitality, to the kindness and the warmth of people, how welcome you are. And it's true, some accents are challenging. But, you know, I spent two months in Scotland and the first month I didn't think people were speaking English there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so <laughs> Scottish accents no. can be challenging, that's for sure. I think, no, I think uh, Ireland and Irish people in general have a fantastic reputation all around the world. And it's a country that attracts a lot of foreign students for this reason and tourists. Travelling with Expressway and your free travel pass is made easier with a reserved seat. When booking journeys at expressway.ie, make sure to select seat only reservation free travel scheme and pay just two euro per trip to guarantee your seat. Bookings can also be made from ticket machines in stations and priority boarding will be given to those who book in advance. Travel without a booking is still more than welcome, if you prefer, provided we have space on board. Take it easy with your free travel pass and expressway.ie. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age. Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times. So coming back to wine, of course, um, I know you've worked in some top restaurants in in, in Ireland um, as a sommelier, but you also train sommeliers, which I think is very interesting. And you're totally at the top of your game, which is so impressive. Um, 
Now, I did hear that you have developed, um, I think it's an app, a new app that is going to help sommeliers and wine enthusiasts to, um, to pass their exams and to increase their knowledge. What is this app? Tell me about that. Yes. So after I finished, uh, I decided to finish competing internationally, uh, which I have done for a few years and, and took a lot of, you know, obviously of my time and energy. I decided, okay, it was time to, to retire from competition. But I had accumulated shoeboxes after shoeboxes of what we call flashcards. So a lot of sommeliers study um, different ways of studying, but flashcard is a very popular way to study where you would, um, everything you study, you put into questions. One side of the card is a question, the other side is an answer. And after I, I finished competing, I realized I had loads of people contacting me to do online questions for them to prepare them for court of master sommelier exams, WSET exams, uh, competition. And I just thought, you know what, I'm left with those thousands of cards here. There is a use for them. I didn't want to throw them out. I was going to put them in the attic or, you know, thinking, what am I going to do with them? And because there is a real emotional connection to them, I didn't want to get rid of them. And I thought, at least if I could find a use for them, and that's where uh, we got the idea with my husband that we could develop a mobile application where we would put all of this content into an app uh, that would allow people people to study 15 different topics. So it's wine, yes, but wine is only one of the topics. We have spirits, we have sake, with tea, with coffee, with gastro, we have gastronomy. So we've got 15 different topics and you can study at four different levels of difficulty. Some of the levels now are multiple choice instead of a flashcards uh, template. And we launched the app about a year ago, um, which it took us a couple of years to develop it. And now the second version is out yeah, since, um, since two months. So it's called Some Ninja. And uh, we're obviously working on it every day, updating, because the world of wine is in constant movement. Laws are changing, new vineyards are being planted, new grape varieties are being authorized. So it's constantly being updated for members to try to keep up with. So how does, how does, um, no, that's, that's really, really interesting and very, very modern and very of the, of the moment. So how does, uh, how does somebody um, access the Psalm Ninja app? How do you access it? Um, so you, you just go into the, the Play Store if you're on Google or the App Store of Apple if you're on Apple. Okay. And you just look for Psalm Ninja. So it's S-O-M-M-N-I-N-J-A. Yes, Psalm Ninja. Um, so some ninja. So the name. Um, often people ask me why. So some is uh, the short name for sommelier. Yes. Uh, there was a documentary which was done a while back about sums, and especially in the states where they call them sums. And why ninja? It's because one of my uh, small cousins, when I came back from uh, the competition in Mendoza, where I finished uh, third in the world, asking me what was his medal and you know what did I do to, to get us and obviously being young not understanding what really wine was and the sommelier was look at me and said oh so you're like a like a wine ninja yes <laughs> and uh, that's how we saw okay some ninja will be the name of the app well I, I thought it was a great name that's what caught my eye I'm obviously some for sommelier and ninja well that's self-explanatory I think that's very interesting but um yeah, coming third in the world, that's, uh, that's some huge achievement. And of course, you've been the best top sommelier in Ireland for a good number of years as well. So Ireland is very much your home. So are you going to stay here now or, and, um, or have you any thoughts of moving back to France or moving anywhere else? Or is Ireland very much your home now? 
I would say that Ireland is very much my home now. Uh, well, my husband is Irish. Um, I was wondering that <laughs> when I asked what brought you to Ireland, I was thinking, I bet there's a man there somewhere. That there is a man Ireland. somewhere. Yes, there is a man somewhere and there is a baby on the way as well. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Congratulations. So, uh, no, Ireland is very much my home. But I have to say, I enjoy traveling around the world for work, but I always enjoy coming home afterwards. So, sure. you know, um, obviously with COVID time, traveling wasn't as much an option. But France and Ireland are so close geographically that yes, I get to see my family very often and uh, they get to see me. And, you know, it's 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 not uh, an another continent. Sure. Well, as I say, you're, you're very much a sconce. Um, you've been the president of the Irish Guild of Sommeliers and oh, so many other titles and uh, that I, I can't even list them all. But um, the online tutorials now for, for people, perhaps some of our listeners and, and people who read my wine columns, always want to know more about wine. So I understand that the Som Ninja is more for people who are doing exams at a higher level, but perhaps the tastings, the online tastings and tutorials that you do, um, tell me a little bit about them, what they consist of, and um, are they aimed at just anybody who likes a glass of wine and wants to learn a little bit more about it? Yes, absolutely. So the one that I've, I've planned uh, for the month of, oh, I think the 18th of February, uh, is really dedicated for people who want an introduction to wine, but uh, not only to wine tasting, but also to wine pairings. Yes. So the idea yeah. is to, there are very simple ingredients that I ask people to, to buy before they actually attend the tasting, and they can realize how different tastes interact with each other. They can reuse this then, you know, when they are organizing a dinner party with friends next time or with family or even for themselves. It's about trying to understand labeling a little bit better and asking as many questions as they want because people often have questions about, you know, web varieties, how do I store my wines? Uh, someone offered me this bottle of wine, how long can I keep it for? So it's really tr to, to make an event of an evening where things are quite casual. It's, um, you know, people can can talk and I answer questions and it's just to demystify a little bit uh, wine, which can be a little bit intimidated at the start. So that's one of the templates I have, which I've done quite a lot of for corporate clients and, you know, private requests uh, during the last couple of years online. And I thought, oh, you know what, I, I'll just put one out there that people can buy tickets and they can sit from the comfort on, you know, their own, their own home and attend. They can ask friends over if they want. Uh, or, you know, family members. And there is no pressure as well, I know, because sometimes you don't want to have the camera on or off. Some people are a bit, you know, uncomfortable with this. So there is absolutely no pressure to have the, the camera on as well. You can if you want, and it's always great. But I'm, I'm really conscious of, of this as well, that you might want to keep a little bit of, of privacy and just, you know, sure. attend and listen. So. No, I'm, I think it's a fantastic idea because, um, well, I firmly believe that, you know, people... Uh, what people like the wine that you actually like is the wine for you and there's no strict rule about what you should what you should drink with what food or whatever but there are very interesting um you know ta obviously taste comparisons and things that go particularly well together as obviously you know and I think people want to learn more about that and find it fascinating to to, mm. to increase their knowledge so if anybody listening now wants to um to find out more about the online tutorials how do they access those so I'm selling the, the, the tickets at the moment through Eventbrite. Uh, the link for the, the event, I'm sure you can look through Eventbrite with my name, 
but otherwise I would have posted about it on social media. So whether on Instagram or on Twitter. Okay, very good. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Gosh, you are a very busy lady. Um, you also have, have been involved in um, launching a new cognac, I heard. Tell me about that. Yes. It's very French now. <laughs> It is very French. Uh, this project started uh, in 2017, so a little while back. Um, it was, I, I got an email one day from, again, another funny story. I got an email one day from LinkedIn from someone who contacted me wanting to see if I would be interested in helping blending a new brand for a new brand, a brand of cognac and being responsible for the decision for the taste of this cognac. And I just thought at the start, you know, I was very, I thought it was a very exciting idea because I get to create wine lists, but from wines which have already been made. Um, at the time, I hadn't developed an application. I was uh, just moving out from purely working in restaurants. So I thought, wow, to actually get the opportunity to, to create something myself would be amazing. So I met this lady in, uh, in Paris. Um, she was based in Asia at the time. She's not based in the States, but she's French, but she, her husband is American. So she's based in Los Angeles. And we just embarked on the journey. We said, okay, let's do it. And we developed a brand called Exto Cognac. Uh, we currently have two cognacs with it, within the, the range. Uh, so they're super premium in terms of, of quality and price point. We're working on different uh, blends as well now for the future uh, for the brand. But it's been, I mean, it's been a fantastic adventure to work with a master blender, uh, you know, to go to Cognac, to see the vineyards, to taste the different eau de vie, which are uh, each of them in, enter the blend and to try to decide, okay, what is going to be the, you know, the ethos of our brand, the philosophy, what taste profile do we want? Uh, so it was absolutely fantastic to get um, basically we say carte blanche, the green light, or however you want to say it in English, to do whatever I wanted with this cognac. Yeah, um, very exciting project. So that um, extra cognac, is that available here in Ireland? It is indeed, yes. So Ireland is one of the markets we're represented in, and it is imported by Sips, uh, which is somebody in your pocket, uh, which is Dotai, uh, which is a wine importer, but he also imports a few uh, you know, fine spirits. Excellent. Now, tell me, before we finish up, what do you do when you're not talking about wine? What do you do? What do you <laughs> like to do? What's your, um, if you have time for hobbies or interests or pastimes, what do you like to do? Well, the last couple of months, I've done a lot of um, walking. Uh, I've downloaded an app. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention it, but I think it's a fabulous app, um, which is called All Trails. Oh, yes. And yes, I know it. And I just check the weather forecast for the week, pick one or two days of the week when the weather is going to be dry, decide a destination, how long I want to walk for. And just I spent quite a bit of time in Wicklow recently. I love Wicklow. And uh, yes, I, I love I love hiking. So that would have been that would be one of my hobbies. Well, it's a great thing to do, maybe to to, to work off all the calories from all the lovely wines that you have to taste. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, before I used to do CrossFit before being pregnant. Now I'm I'm on I'm on hold for a little bit. <laughs> well, I was just thinking that. I mean, baby, baby wouldn't want too much wine yet. <laughs> oh no, I I don't drink at all during pregnancy at all. <laughs> no, but when you're not pregnant, what would be your favorite wine? Oh, it's very. Do you have it's such very, a thing as a favorite wine, or does it maybe depend on what you're having to eat with it, or what time would, of day it is, or do you have a exactly? Favorite? I don't have a favorite wine, so it will really depend on my mood and the type of the year, uh, and the time of the year whenever I'm going to have a glass of wine. 
I have to say, um, over the years, I enjoy more and more sparkling wines. Yes. I, <laughs> when it comes to styles, I would say as white wines, I love Riesling as a great variety. Um, I love Chardonnay. I know not everybody's mad about Chardonnay. but Oh, I, I am I, very much so. Yes, I, I'm a Chardonnay girl, definitely. Absolutely. I am yeah. definitely as well. And red wines, I tend to like lighter styles of red wines rather than very full-bodied. So like Pinot Noir, Noir or something, yeah. Exactly. Well, listen, it's been really great talking to you and I am uh, full of admiration for all of the knowledge you have, all the awards that you've had, all the... Uh, the international recognition. You've been very, very busy. You're a wonderful ambassador for wine generally. And it's great that you're based here in Ireland and um, helping to educate us all a little bit more about wine. So thank you you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. And I wish you the very best and good luck with baby. And I'll hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations.